record. Perfect. All right. So good night for everybody who is on at the moment. My name is Stacey and Jarrett, and I'm a financial advisor with Statucor. I call myself the practical advisor, and this, they're all, is the practical university. Um, the idea behind the practical university is for us to discuss topics around money in a way that is easily digestible to everybody. We don't want it highfalutin, we want it simple, we want it practical. You might hear some um, colloquial language in terms of patois, regular on this um, space, because I like to keep it very conversational, very, um, very, convert. hold on. Look at that. All right. You have on two, two, two devices. All right, hold on. Let me, let me, You're muted on both, Stacey. I'm gonna really want to complicate my life because I was trying to figure out how to switch from the from my phone to the laptop, but hey, it's not that important. I'm stressed, honestly. <laughs> All right, so right, I was explaining to you guys what the practical university is. I have a few people who are always on my sessions, and I really appreciate your money for big up yourself. You're always here, and for all the others who are always here, thank you very much. So the purpose of this practical university, practical discussion is for us to dumb down the conversation around financial management and wealth building. Yeah, we want to make it so that everybody can understand and on every alternate Tuesday night at seven o'clock, I invite a different guest speaker to come and share from a very informed and professional perspective whether it is they are either working in the field or they have considerable experience with the topic to come and share with us very practical, you know how much time I repeat a word, eh? extremely practical, don't hurt, no bull um, advice on how to get what we want to get done. So tonight we're going to be talking about real estate investing. Now, real estate is a big topic. Once you are interested in wealth building, you have to go real estate. And I don't know um, how many of you guys were on the session that we did on the November 9th with Dr. Knife and Monique Wilson from Sagical Investments. But Knife said something that stuck with me and it's almost a bit scary when he said, we don't make land. Land run out. So land is a, a limited resource. And so 
I think it behooves us to get involved in the real estate market as early as we can. Now, hopefully, as we go on, um, we can we can um, talk about some other issues I'm a bit concerned with as it relates to the whole real estate market. But I'm going to now introduce the expert tonight. Her name is Judy Benjamin, the big, big, big realtor. So she have a big badge on her clothes there. You can't miss it. Let me get one of them badges. It's like, once you see me, you know, say, I'm money combo. That's <laughs> right. Right. That's right. It's a part of branding too. I mean, whatever it is, I mean, your 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 entire persona is a brand. Your personality are here. Don't see your lipstick. Yep. Is a brand. Right. Is, right. What whatever it is that you need to use to differentiate yourself and what you offer is a brand. So I'm really happy to see the brand realtor on you, Judy. It show me say. That is what you are about. Like, you know, yes. what I'm about to confuse nothing. No. This, right. So thank you very much and welcome. First of all, I, I, I want you to tell me some bit about your company. Is it your company, Judy? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Big up um, I've, been in my, I've been in my own company since 2012. We had wow. a, I was in a partnership and then we had a split. So now we're both in our own by ourselves. Um, I've been in real estate for over 20 years. I mean, I started as an agent and I went into, um, I was the sales manager, sales manager JN, real, JN Real Estate Company, which is, it had to close down. And then I went to the billing society and I was in mortgage brokerage for a while, the sales of mortgages and financial services as a sales so manager there. How much are huh? How much years are we talking about? Um, that would have ended in 2011, 10, 11, mm -hmm. I left the end and went back into real estate and then formed a company and then it has been, it has been good. It has been exciting. It has, I mean, I've had all the experiences you can think about that an entrepreneur would have up, down and middle, right? Wow. So you would understand because you're in the same kind of entrepreneurial business. Right. So right now, my company is Benjamin's Realty Services, and we provide real estate in, what I would say, selling, leasing, renting, whichever you want to use, um, property management. We have a, we do mortgage referrals, and we have a concierge business. So those are the areas that I really look at closely. What does concierge business in Okay, so the concierge is when somebody is selling the house or they're moving to another country, they need some support to do certain things. So there are times when we have to arrange for the furniture to be sold, get the house cleaned, ah. get the yard clean, painted, whatever it takes to help them to make the transition. So it is not something that is stuck in a certain, there's not any one thing. It depends on what the client needs at the time. So you find that, I mean, I had one time, I don't want to take up too much time, but I had, I had a, a house that I was selling once and the owners lived away. It was full of furniture. The yard was overgrown. So we had to go in, um, sell the furniture. So, you know, you have yard sale and you're calling the specialist antique people to look at them. Then I would have gotten some people to clean the house, chop out the yard. So there, there are things that go along with making the product um, saleable and making the, the making your client comfortable. Okay, so you're full service. 
That's correct. In some way, that is beautiful. Wait, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm honored to have you on. So you basically know from from the top level to straight through everything, right? True. Yes, there. I don't know about auctioneering, but I know almost yes. everything else. <laughs> All right then. Yeah. So let's jump into it. And guys, we have 12 people on the live. Remember, keep sharing, 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 sharing. Um, and as you know, it's quite open. If you want to ask specific questions, please feel free. Judy is sitting in front of you with mm -hmm. years. It's so like about 15 years or more. No man, more than 20, maybe about 22. Listen, Judy Slug in front of you with 22 years of experience in the real estate mm -hmm. business. That means you would have seen the 1980. Um, I, no, I started, as a matter of fact, when I entered, I had I, the company I was with did some work for FinSAC. That I was in my first year. That's, That's 93. Okay. So you would have seen us go through quite a bit of change yes. in the real estate market. That's All correct. right. So let me jump off with one big, big, big question. Last week, we spoke about inflation. Yes. And the impact of inflation on the economy. Mm -hmm. And we have seen what that has been doing to the real estate prices, to the price of materials to build, to housing prices. And I can tell you from where I sit, uh-huh. Everybody fast voted. Like people are scared, crapless. Will I ever be able to own a home? Based on your years of experience, what would you say to somebody who is seeing the $27 million matches box for NHT, a sale, and is wondering, will I be able, how will I be able to do this? The first thing, don't 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 look too far down the road. Look at getting yourself prepared. I remember at one time we had interest rates that were 14%, 15% of people exactly. were like, Lord, how can I? And those people ended up benefiting from 7 and 8%. No, the point is you cannot cry over something. You have to prepare yourself for it. Real estate right. everywhere in the world is expensive. Real estate, no, put on nowhere for you, just come take it up. But whole industries built over preparing yourself to buy. Whole mortgage companies are into that. So the important thing is don't look at the price. No one don't look at your earning. Get yourself with an advisor. Find out what it is you need to have to buy whatever you choose and plan. Start to plan towards it. You have to be deliberate. None of us have $20 million to just take up some. We have to, be right. plan, we have to plan and we have to be deliberate. So do not be, don't be deterred by that. My, my advice is to still plan. If you're self-employed, understand what you, what you need to have. If you work with a company, understand that you, you, know, you know that your taxes are paid, your returns, so you can get your NHT. Go to NHT, find out, and then speak to an advisor and let them tell you to buy something for 20 million, this is what you need. So you, have a, you can just start, start to save. You must start to save. Nobody who buys real estate just take up, draw a check, just so. You understand? It's the biggest thing you're going to buy. Start to save. If you don't save, if you don't have any money for deposit, you cannot even start. Correct. Just start. I mean, I, I, I really like that because I find that 
if you are any goal at all you want to start, like me, you got to start exercise. Judy, Lord Jesus, the treadmill nearly killed me today. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to lay down. You bought one? No, I'm you at bought? the gym. I'm at the gym. I'm at the gym. But well, may I tell you, rough man. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, um, whatever the goal that you have decided that you want to go after, if you look at it mm-hmm. as just one big thing, you're going to get yes Third, you have to start with the small steps the little mm-hmm. things that you can do mm-hmm. um so we spoke you 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 kept hammering just start just start just start mm-hmm. for me where you are what is it that is required to start okay um i would i would suggest that you first meet with a with a mortgage broker a mortgage person who will work out and you see, and just say to them, give them a figure. I want to buy a house for 30 million, 25 million, 15 million, whatever. And let them mm-hmm. tell you what your deposit should be, what your closing cost will be, and how much your monthly payback will be. So you are a mortgage person, right? No, I, I know mortgages, but I have a, a person that I that refer with. things to that I work with. So I feel right. free to get in touch with me and we can mm-hmm. we can do that. So typically the deposit is around 10%, 10 to 15, correct? The deposit is between 5 and 15%. All right. So if you were looking to buy a house for 30 million, you say if you have 3 million, put on. Exactly. Exactly. Plus plus you need to have your closing costs with your mortgage company, we tell you, which is maybe another 5%. Five to eight. Which is is the best mortgage company on the market? <clears throat> I don't know if you can I would, answer that. I would, I, I, I would say, from my experience, JN is easy. Okay. Process. What, what are we supposed to be looking for in a mortgage company? Okay. First of all, you have to recognize that almost all the companies are offering the same thing. Okay. So what we're really looking for is for somebody who suits your personality that you can get along with. So communication, when you call them, they must call you back. You must get information. You understand they have to treat, even if you're buying somewhere for little and nothing, according to the prices out there, they must treat you with respect because your business is important. So timely communication is, is great and the person must be knowledgeable. If they're not themselves knowledgeable, they need to be humble enough to say to you, I will find out and get back to you. Mm-hmm. You understand? That is, right. That's what I think. Um, also, if you have a bank who already knows your history, they may um, they may give you, there may be some benefit to that. Like if you have a commercial bank who does mortgages also, they may, they may decide to give you some benefit because they have your history already. So they, they're usually open to that. But it is, it is really to find somebody you know, a mortgage, finding a mortgage broker that suits you is like you're finding a, you know, like you have a doctor and you and them get on and you can call him at night and say, but my head hurt me. And I'm going to say, all right, I'm going to send you a prescription to Fontana and you go, go feel your thing. That's yeah. what all your professional relationships should be like that. So right. Because your business is important. So when I'm not saying you must call the people at midnight. So... I'm just saying you need to have you need to have a level of comfort, somebody who you believe that you can tell the truth 
about all your earnings. If you get in Western Union once a month from overseas, or if you have a side, business on the side that nobody don't know about, you have to be able to be comfortable enough to tell them everything. Because from you telling them everything, they will put your file together. That's their job. They will know how to put your information together to ensure that you get the best that you can get. That's, okay. that's what I would, I would recommend that we start there. All right. I, I did um, that some years ago, you know, just not to cut you. I did it some years ago when they tell me what I need to do, I took to my bed. Yeah, stress out. Yeah, but the point is, I, you know, you know what mm. you need to do. And that's the first thing. So that's and what it, I recommend. It, it can become a, a part of the goal. So if you know that you need to make, let's say you plan to buy a house in the next three years and you have to get $3 million. So you know that you yes. have to do some things a different way. It could be that you're going to invest in some stocks or you're going yes. to you know, crunch the budget a little bit so you can invest a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but you know exactly what you can work with and then you can um, put that per month and exactly so you can adjust how you save. I want to interject quickly here to say that a lot of people don't know that life insurance is extremely important when you're looking at the mortgage process. Yes. You are required by law, legally, to have life insurance to cover the value of the mortgage that you are seeking, yes. right? Um, so a lot of the mortgage companies or the banks, so what they would do is that they would give you an insurance called creditor life. Because the thing is, you have to have um, life insurance to cover the loan, whether you like it or not. You have to have yes. that. Is, that is a requirement by law. So the mortgage companies could tend to give you the, the insurance within the mortgage payments. Yes. But the insurance that you're going to pay to the mortgage company, I'd like to tell my clients, are not inflation-linked and they are only covering the loan itself. So let's say you're going for a mortgage for $15 million. They're gonna give you insurance for 15 million, but it only covers the loan because it is mandated by law. Yes. However, when you're done paying off the mortgage, you have $0 to get back because all that money would have been used already in the um, mortgage payments. So yes. we encourage you, the financially prudent thing, the financially wise thing to do is to go into the arrangement with your whole life insurance, where after the mortgage done payoff, you still have um, the ability to access to access the value on your life insurance. We we have found we sorry sorry I'm Stacy. We have found that more people are more people are opting for that because they understand the value of it. Yes. And two, the fact that you're able to float multiple mortgages over your lifetime on the one insurance. Policy, yes. Exactly. Where yes. if you were to do the bank's insurance, when the loan done, the money done, you can't get no more house on that insurance. You have, you exactly. have to get a new one. And when you get that new one, the rates are going to be much higher because some time would have passed. So you're older now. Right, so it's important everybody on this live. It's important to make sure you have your life insurance, especially. It is one of the first things you have to do. When you decide say you want a piece of the rock, mm -hmm. you need to ensure that you get life insurance that will be able to cover the value of the mortgage loan. Yes. 
important to add to is that Santa Life Insurance. I'm, I'm going to ask you all to mute. Who have the pretty baby there on the live? Please to mute yourself. Thank you. Um, it's important to have your um, your life insurance as one of the first steps that you need to do when you're preparing yourself to buy a house. Yes. No. Based on your experience, Judy, when is the mm -hmm. best time to get into the market, best age to get into the real estate market? You know, there was a there was a study done when I was at JN and we know we I mean, I don't know how many of us, but it, it showed that women purchased their first property. Women, on average, of course, by the were 25. Good, good, good. If not before, you know? Um, men are a little bit different, but I think we should just take the women's example. It is important as you start to work, you start to plan. As right. you start to work, as you start to work, you start to plan. One year after you're working and you're, and you're making your um, contribution to NHT, you will be able to access those funds. So that is a little start. But the point is, as you start to work, it must be the first thing on your mind. So let us say you're going to start preparing yourself by 18, 19. You know what you need to do? Start preparing yourself because you want to take advantage of the long term of payment because most, most uh, mortgage companies between 60 and 70, that is when they cut off. So if you're 50 and you're going to buy a house, you have 10 years, maybe 15 years. If you're 20, you have 40 years, 50 years. So the term of the, the, term of the loan would make the amount, the amount smaller. So as you are able to start, you start. So school children should be, university graduates should be listening to this. School children should be listening to this. As you start, you, as you start to work, you start. Mm -hmm. Very interesting that you um, you bring this up because it is one of the conversations I have with all of my clients, which for your first be investing because by year two, three with me, you have to buy a house. And I encourage all my clients to make sure they're buying their houses before they reach 25. You yes. don't want to wait until it's too late because, listen, the difference between waiting is this. Somebody who is 24, 25, for, let's say, a $15 million mortgage can be paying up to $20,000, $25,000 a month. Yes. You see, somebody in their 30s, for that same $15 million mortgage, you're paying like 60 or 70 thousand dollars a month. Yes. Somebody in them 40s for that same 15 million, you're pushing 100,000 a month on that mortgage. And that is why it is important for you to start the process early. Don't get caught up in, Lord, me young, me have time. You ain't got no time. And don't think that you have to have certain things in place and you wait. No, you need to go now, immediately, right now. Start, start saving. Start saving for the closing costs and for the, and the other deposit and the closing costs. Start saving as soon as you can. We're not saying that you must take half your salary every month, you know, but you just put down so that when the time comes, you have something to start with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. And you can link me for what you must put it down into. Yes. <laughs> That's what yes. I do. All right. So um, what are some of the common challenges 
that you've seen that people are faced with on the journey to home ownership? Come on. Um, one of the most common ones that we, we, we used to see it in the past, I just may run to what, what it is, is not having the closing cost. So you notice some of the financial institutions have started to lend or to, to build the closing cost into the product because we had that as a problem, not having a closing cost. We also have people having unrealistic, having dreams of what they're going to buy. So for a first time homeowner, you're not between 20 and 30 going to buy your dream home. You're not. I need us to start to think about buying something that is resaleable and practical for what you need. We're not thinking about the house that you turn away and grow up in until you're old and, and keep, no, be practical. So if it means you're going to buy a one bedroom apartment in New Kingston, buy it. If it means you can't manage that and you have to go to Portmore, go there. If you have to go to Old Harbor, go there. If you have to buy a piece of land and wait until the, if you can afford to and have the area appreciate, do it. We cannot wait to find a, you know, it is a misconception that in a country like ours at 25 or 30, let us say you leave university in 1920, that in five years you're going to buy the house like what your parents had or, or more than what they had. After them work a whole lifetime to buy it. You know, it will have to be practical. And I think that is what, um, that is the main thing. It is that mindset that you want to have a house that you can walk around. You will get that, but you may not get that today. You know, I find that people, people not looking at progression of real estate. Our culture says that when you go into a house, you live there till you're dead. Most of our most of us live in the same house. Our parents live in the same house that we know them growing up. But the economy has changed. So it may have to be that you buy an apartment now. A couple of years, you may go to a two bedroom. A couple of years, you go to a three bedroom. Then you go to a house. We cannot look at real estate anymore as a, a, a final a ending point. It's a journey, the process of it. And even when you get to the stage where you buy the, the dream house, you may have to sell that dream house when you get older to finance yourself. It's a product. So for me, that is, that, that's what we say, unrealistic, the dream of this dream house in the beginning and this unrealistic idea of what you can get and not seeing real estate as a process. You do something now, five or 10 years, you do something else. 10 years, you do something else. Boy, Judy, you know me can't keep my mouth quiet because you've known me for years. I'm going to talk when something bites me. <laughs> Listen, where have you been all my life? Why you never talk to me from, uh, from earlier, Judy? Look how much time I see you, Judy. We just, I don't know. We just always a joke and a laugh. No. No. Um, one, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about my job as a financial advisor is that I had no idea about all these things. I did not, you know what When I was 23 years old, I used to live in a beautiful apartment in Bull Bay. What must nice, you know, mm -hmm. on the hill, glass all around, beautiful. You could watch the sunset, watch the sunrise, mm -hmm. watch the ship coming, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. The landlord loved me, she loved me, she loved me, she loved me. She said, buy the place and make get a place, make get a place. But it was a one-bedroom loft. I mean, I say, what are we going to do with that? I can't bring, bring up my children in that. 
that's not it. You have to, really? we have to get into the mindset that we cannot, you know, you grow up, let us say you grow up in a nice three bedroom house, yard, fruit trees. Really? The parents do that when they're 40 or 50. And you want to do it at 25. It's not going to happen. Mute, mute, please. Mute. You it's mute. It's not going to happen like that. You know what I mean? So to me, um, it is that is the mentality. Now that we have more apartments coming up, you see more people kind of moving towards that. So the greatest difficulty that I figure is that unrealistic thoughts and people not saving adequately for their deposit and their closing costs. But Mr. Jordan, the woman that I gave me the apartment for two million dollars, know, two million. It was a beautiful loft apartment. Every day just to make sure cost. Just an idiot girl. But at the time, I thought that, you know, I as I said, I grew up in a yard with breadfruit tree, banana tree, um, mango tree. So you think that that is what a house is supposed to be. It was a big loss because I can't tell you how much that property is valid at now. Yeah. We literally handing it to me on a silver platter. We have mm. some um, comments in the chat. Hold on, I can see if I can tell you say. It's all people submissing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. Trudy says that VMBS told, she, told her she couldn't do that. Do that what, honey? Use my life insurance um, as the insurance on the mortgage. That's did ridiculous. They give, did they give you a reason for that? There must be something more. No. Um, they told me that I had already started to take the regular insurance. I couldn't change when I discovered that I could use my life insurance. That's all the agent told me. That's it. Um, you know what? You, you're probably not the first person I've heard say that, but let me tell you something. Everything is a product here and everybody trying to sell something. The credit to life insurance that the entities will try to attach to your mortgage is all traditional source of income for them. But I stand here and tell you categorically that your life insurance, your ultra life life insurance can be used for collateral as on your mortgage. It is a must. It and the Purple Shield, the mm -hmm. Purple Shield can be used after two years, but those are the two products that we have that can be used as collateral on your mortgage. And it can be used to float how many ever mortgages you want to carry through the entire, I mean, through your lifetime. And I tell my clients all the time that buying houses like buying shoes. I have a, a client who is on here, but not a call him name too loud. What him name Richard? When I say too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Richard is somebody that, oh my God, every time I hear the man talk, I'm just inspired. Richard started his real estate journey at 24. Yes. And he has bought multiple properties. Once Richard can do it, I tell people anybody can do it. Richie, good night. Please say good night. <laughs> You know, like they load up, you know, but we have to load them up, okay? have to load up good things. Um, so when he's ready to come and say something, he will <laughs> jump in. Yes. But yeah, 
getting into the real estate market as Julie said, is a journey. It's something that the first house you buy is not the house that you intend to live in. As a matter of fact, it should be your rental. It should be something you rent to earn money from because you're looking at multiple sources, multiple streams of income. Rent is one of those. It mm -hmm. is also one that is safe from inflation risk. Mm -hmm. Invested in Property is one of the safest ways to protect your, your investments against inflation because you guaranteed your property value will most likely increase. You know what else, Stacey? So a part of our mission statement that Benjamin's is that we believe that real estate is a store of value. Mm -hmm. It is an instrument of financial security and mobility, right? So... If you have that first apartment, usually your mortgage is very small by the time you leave it. You mm -hmm. can get a home equity on it, you know, to do something else. Buy another so, one. Yeah, it, there's so much things you can do. So don't, um, this, this, you know, don't be disgruntled that you can only buy a loft apartment in Bulby because that may be your stepping stone to greater things. Certainly, certainly, boy, I meant to know. Hey. I want to be hot, but <laughs> say go. Um, do you guys have any questions for Judy? We have 16 people on. Come, come. Please open your mic and take the floor. Don't rush now. <laughs> Monifa? I knew you were going to call my name. <laughs> no questions from you? Yes, I know. I've been listening. I'm trying to, um, you know, just soak up everything um, that Julie and you are saying. The questions that I have, you know, you basically asked most of them. Mm -hmm. So that's why I haven't. I'm thinking about if I have any other questions, actually. Okay, Oh, Richard has one. Go ahead, Richard. All right, so guys, um, I hear you talk about that insurance thing. Um, I think it was BMBSSA it was. I'm, yes. I, I ended up in the same problem where I'm trying, I was trying to, to, to look into changing the insurance by doing research and they actually sent them back a communication to say that you cannot change it once you start. No, right, right. Once it starts, you can't change it. That is maybe yeah. what happened to you. Um, happened to the yeah. I mean, yeah. that mortgage is, that mortgage is 10 years of paid. I've never thought of doing other insurances. I've seen where other, other, um, where you know, I've seen where other persons, like friends of mine did it from the outset. They did their research. I never saw it fit free to do much research. It, it was a bother at the time. Next time. Not that, I mean, I still don't really do it much, but at the same time, um, now that I'm a bit more you know, knowledgeable, I, I tend to do that. So that's one of the things that I find that is true. But um, do you think it's a policy that just etched in stone, there's no possibility of changing it. Any of you guys have any um, thoughts on that? Mm -mm. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear the question. 
No, I'm saying, are you guys aware of any way in which they're... Because usually these mortgage companies, they always have their way around things. I'm asking if anybody knows or have heard of any way... I doubt that. Are. I doubt that. I mean, if you look at what the mortgage agreement is, it is that you're locked in for a certain period of time. So I don't believe that there, there, there would be any way to, um, to, to change that once you've started, mm -hmm. which is why it is important for you to get it from the outset um, so you can go into the agreement with it. So I don't think there's any way to change. Um, we have TR asking, where do you think people will be moving in terms of parish? Excellent question. I think that we will continue to live in St. Catherine, Portmore is expanding, Old Harbor is expanding, and I believe that people are going to go to St. Thomas. That's okay. what I believe. I believe that St. Catherine and St. Thomas, I also, when I said St. Catherine, we're looking at Old Harbor, Portmore, and I believe that there's some housing developments popping up along that Linstead corridor that that people are going to, because the slag of the road is not so hard to, to take. And with the fixing of the road going to St. Thomas, I believe same Bull Bay, Bull Bay and in uh, further into St. Thomas, I think is going, to be, is going to be good. I think so. There are already developments on the table, for, on the table, the drawing board for those, those areas. No, I don't know who is TR. Who is TR, TR? Oh, <laughs> TR is Terry, Judy. Terry. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Terry. So the, the last session we had, we had a very um, interesting conversation somewhere around that too. And I don't know if Monifa can remind me, but we were talking about Mandeville and the fact that there is going to be a logistics hub is being worked on in the center of the island. So you... It is, it is very interesting that you're saying that because last week I was in Mandeville with a developer. It's very expensive. Mandeville is very expensive now, according yeah. to what I'm hearing. Man, it, it's expensive from what it's coming from. The point is that in mm -hmm. Mandeville, because of the highway, um, and I, did, I just did a video on this you know, from, my, from my Instagram, because of the highway, as with any country, with any road work, and high, a highway opens up an interior. Some man mm -hmm. the hub, yes, but other places in Manchester will open up too. The fact that COVID has introduced work from home, we may not have to come into Kingston as much as we do, you know, people as usual. So in, you can still get in Mandeville more house for less money than Kingston. So exactly. when people say it has become expensive, I'm not sure exactly. Um, what you mean by it has become expensive? No, it, it's just what I've been hearing that the, the housing there, the land is getting expensive. Hearing, young lady. Yeah, still I, you see, hearing. still don't. You can, here. you can get up. You can get up lot of land to put your house, maybe eight thousand square feet, sometimes more, for between five and seven million. You cannot get that in oh, Kingston. Kingston. When I say Kingston, you can't even get it like plantation height. You can't get it, maybe slag of in. You understand what I mean? Yeah, I do. You understand what I mean, Monifa? So, yes, I do, definitely. Right. And, and I like that. It is getting expensive because 
of the highway. Mm -hmm. It's getting extra expensive. I mean, I want to touch this thing about hearing. Is it hearing? You have to be, be I mean, I f yes, we have this thing where people talk. Some people talk sometimes and they don't know what they're talking about. So be yeah. careful of who you're listening to when it comes on to opportunities. You yes. need to do your own research for yourself because some people will just chat out their mouth and them are the same one who go and go and take the opportunity, right? That they were encouraging you not to. So I'm going to implore you as a side note to don't listen or hear from people who are not experts in the field. When you want information, about a particular topic, go to the person who is trained and who knows about it. Call them, bother them, get the information from them. Don't listen so much to people who don't have any idea what they're talking about. In the same way, you can rub your tummy and breathe. <laughs> you can buy a shirt from a shirtless man. You have to go to the people who know what they're talking about. Either they are trained or they have experience um, in the issue. Now, as I said... Last time we met, we were talking about um, the, where the where the where the where the new logistics hub and city center is being created, and we did say too that maybe sometime somewhere in Westmoreland, but because we're all working from home, home now and we have access to highways, you can literally live anywhere in the country. And if you're creative enough, anywhere in the country and make your money. It takes you probably two to three hours to get from anywhere, anywhere, literally. Yeah, that is true. So, but, and, and if we really look at it, um, when we were, when Richmond, Richmond was being built in Ocho Rios, uh, it, it went on the market for 14, I'll never forget it, 14 million Jamaican, right? And uh, people were like, how this going to work? How this going to work? Because Jamaicans are used to coming out of their house and getting into their office. Like, mm -hmm. like we don't believe in America, people, you travel two hours to your, where you work. You travel yeah. two hours to school. If we have to drive for 20 minutes in big traffic, we can't do it. Stress, <laughs> right? So, but right now, I, re I never, rem I remember a couple of years ago, I sold a couple of house in Richmond and I said, I'm going to live there. And I was thinking, how are you going to go to work in Kingston and live there? The highway wasn't finished yet, you know, but they had the kind of job that they would work. They would work in Kingston, like you said, four days or three days, and then work from home the other days. That was the kind of job they had. So, but work from home has opened up that possibility. There are people who live living in Jamaica on the North Coast who work in online in a, from another country. Exactly. You know what Precisely. I mean? So and I'm, that is not going to end anytime soon. If anything, it is going to become the predominant way that we work. Exactly. And those who can't work like that will find themselves Probably. somewhere at the bottom of the barrel. So yeah. start thinking out of the box of that and thinking future. Look at what is happening in other um, countries. Because if we are to remain competitive as a nation, that is exactly where we're going to have to go. And yeah. that is a fact. I think right now, though, I mean, going back to your original question, I think it was Tiara's question. I think that St. Thomas is something is somewhere to look at 
They mm -hmm. are on the drawing board. We have some developments that are going to be in that side. No, I don't mean that you're going all the way to Moran Point. There's a lot of space between Bull Bay and Moran Point. So I'm not sending you all the way to the other end of St. Thomas. But I think that there are small developments popping up and people are looking at it and follow the roadway, follow the roadway. Wherever you see they're putting in infrastructure, that is somewhere to look at. Mm -hmm. I want to also say too that um, usually land value appreciates. That's why but it normally appreciates. But there may be circumstance. Have you ever seen any circumstance where it depreciates? Like let's say the, com the, the community end up, you know, like maybe for some, I, I, I know some areas in Portmore, it happened like that, mm -hmm. um, where after it started looking good, but then criminal factions come in. That happens, that happens. So you will find that just as you said, there are areas that pockets that you will have that for whatever reason, the, the community that um, people come into the community start to live there and they kind of make place <coughs> unnoticed, but it doesn't, it's not, as, it's not as valuable. So the, the market the market price will um, fluctuate, but in the long term, it's still from the original owner to the one ten years ago. There would be an, there would be an increase. You understand okay. what I'm saying? Um, the other thing that I've so it's seen, not an absolute loss. Then it's like right, mm -hmm. right. Most of those people make make money on that house already from the value that it was. Right, um, what right, I right. did notice, though, is that when we have an influx of money in the country, let us say our, I don't want to name anyone specific, but mm -hmm. clubs that we had, Olinton, um, those clubs, those clubs caused people to have money and the market went up, but the actual value of the property after those clubs died would have been less than what they had bought them for. So we had that mm -hmm. impact. You understand because they were inflated. The prices were inflated anyway because mm -hmm. of the amount of money that was run, um, in the country. Is that what's happening now, though? I somehow feel like that's what's happening now. I think I think housing prices are a bit inflated no, Stacey, based on the amount of money in the um, Stacey, country. When you look at, I mean, I've been privy to looking at working with a developer to look at the financial part of the project. and. Okay, they're, they're, they're paid very well for the risk that they're taking. But you see the price of steel? The price of steel has gone up. I mean, we can't talk about it. One ton of steel now is about $180,000. And it's coming from where? It's coming, coming from $80,000, like probably a year ago or so. This, this, just this weekend, um, and, uh, an engineer was telling me about it. So steel has gone up. When steel goes up, that is it. So when a, right now, when a contractor gives you a gives you a estimate, a no. It changed you, three three months later. Yeah, because I got an estimate to do something, and it was six hundred thousand. And in one year, he said to me, Judy, that is at least eight hundred thousand now, because it, the, everything has gone up. So to me, our our prices are as a direct result of the 
the cost of material. And of course, because you're taking such a risk, the, the person who is investing is taking such a risk, their, their return is going to have to be greater. Judy, what's causing the prices to arise them wicked way they don't like? Uh, after Judith yes, and right. Lights, I have a comment. What, what you uh, say, Richard? Uh, after Judith and I have a comment. Okay. Okay. Um, I think, first of all, prices, you know that we're having a short uh, um, logistics crisis in the world. Uh, okay. Based on whole COVID and everything like that. So we, there are a lot of things, scarcity. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't so so upset about the NHD thing because being I'm always checking on prices and looking at things and I've seen how the material costs have changed yes. not just something as inexpensive as blocks like three years ago concrete block was like six thousand dollars for a hundred now it's eleven thousand dollars yes you know but and so those prices are going to they climb so the price of the house are going to climb too but you My know only thing is, uh, I don't think they belong in New Kingston. Like, why are you investing in New Kingston? No, but you know, the, but they say, I mean, there was a big forum, forum on it the other day. But really and truly, NHT is known to build a certain type of housing. It right. does not mean that I want you to know that every single manager and, and CEO throw them NHT to, you know, and will get them right. used to. But NHT right. was developed and built for working class to give us affordable housing. So what has happened is that it's not the first time NHT has put themselves in mid and high income housing, you know. They have two developments that were done by NHT on Salisbury, one on Paddington and one on Salisbury. And when I looked at them, I said to myself, NHT must leave this part of the market alone. Exactly. It is a specialized area, just just give it, contract it to somebody. So what happened is that they try to hand at it again and peep, there's an, there's an outcry because the expectation is that NHT will not be ever, ever building something that going to cost 40 million where the John Brown can't buy it. So it is because of the ethos and the, what NHT was birthed out of, where we have the outcry, it's not the price of the, of the unit. It's only because NHT doing it. Mm. Mm -hmm. so, Can I get me a comment? Yes, yeah, man. So the NHT thing, I mean, I don't know a lot of it in terms of the politics and whatever policies there. But, um, I mean, they went in it. And those are our middle-income houses. That when you really look at their rates and the fact that they, they can cover it 100%, the final figure that you pay per month is not bad amongst the low-interest market going on now i'm not a real estate expert but yeah, for me right. i look at i look at the the, the the terms they use if you judy if judy right yes 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 judy. that's a valuation report they use specific words in terms of how they display their things generally valuations have three numbers three prices for sale you have replacement value, you have for sale, and you have market value. Yes. So the last one they call market value. That is the term, that is the sale, that is the basis on which they really sell apartments. So I want them on course, you're good? 
yeah, that's the basis on which they sell um, houses and stuff like that. And that has to do with supply and demand. Yes. So I hear the talk about this thing about steel prices going up and all of that. Yes, that has an impact. However, I think the bigger picture here is supply and demand. You have people out there run into a house and because they can afford $18 million, they want to buy it for $18 million and the value is 14 So they bomb rush the market and they, they, they allow the price to go up. Next thing. Supply and demand again. Let me give you another scenario. I have been in a little complex where I ended up buying two units and trying to buy a third. Go what Richie. I noticed, what <laughs> I noticed with the third valuation, the determination for market value is in reference to the last purchase. In other words, if you go into a, a community and buy one unit for 10 million, and then somebody else who well want it come buy it for 12, it's still value 10, you know, but buy it for 12. The third one that is going to be sold by whatever private street or whatever will be valued at $12 million because that's what the market is paying for it. Nah. Just sell to the downtown and if you well want some carrot and the man said, boy, $14. And then he says, somebody is swinging by in a rush and the person, how much your carrot? And he said, 15 Everybody going to want to sell for 15 Richard, you're so right. I think, so I think this concept of market, by the way, I'm very disgusted by it. I'm just making you all know. This concept of market value is mm. because of the low interest regime that's going on here now drives up the cost of the houses because there was never a sharp incline in the prices of houses five years and before ago. Five no, years so ago. Again, there was never what? I don't think there was ever a sharp increase in house prices earlier than five years ago. For five years and back, 2018, 2017, 2016, no. I don't think the prices were moving much. And then now high interest rates allow people not to afford them. They weren't affordable. But because the interest Let rates tell you gone what up. interest rate gone down, affordability gone up, everybody getting bomb rush, I can afford the house. You know what? You know what happened though, Richard, as in as you're saying, supply and demand. The demand in Jamaica is always high for housing. People like to own their own house. You start plan from your small, where you want your house to look like and whatever. You see the mm -hmm. supply? And I think that is the cry. The supply right now is not enough. Even though you have the whole heap of construction, yeah. think about it. One university is sending out maybe 6,000 people for the year. That's just one. So let think just let us look at that level. So we may have we may easily in Jamaica have ten thousand graduates from all the universities per in five year. years per year. This is this is just off the top of my head. In five years, those graduates can be ready to buy. We do not have that inventory, and there's a set coming after them, and a set coming after them. Plus, those of us who never go to university, who just work hard, you understand? So to me. I think the, 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 the demand is high because the supply is low. That's what has happened. The demand is high because the supply is low. That's the, that's the biggest factor, I agree. Yeah. But still, I remember knowing it's a bidding war. So demand really, is low. Yeah. It's, it's, it, 
you know, we use some terms loosely. I don't know if it's such a bidding word. The point is that with everything, including rice, flour, sugar, and bun, if, if it is in short supply, the price is not going up. Housing is no different. And if I'm building something and it costs me $12 million to build and a man is ready to buy 20, pay $24, I'll sell him. If a man was selling for 30, I'll sell him for 30. So the demand, if we had more, you know, it's not, if we had, there are a lot of things. Let us say we had a system of transportation that could move people from Old Harbor or Sligoville into Kingston easy. Maybe we'd have housing popping up there and people won't be so, you know, running down the few that we have closer. So there are a lot of factors that will that can impact it. But I believe that the supply is the main thing. You can have I'm, a development. I looked at the development this week in Clarendon and I think they had, they could have had a hundred houses. No, let me be conservative. Let's say 50. And every single one of people, somebody pay a deposit on it and it's not done yet. Um, and um, and he was oversubscribed by the root and thoughts. Yes. And it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's fact. And that is why I, was, I personally was a little bit annoyed by the move by them because we literally have a shortage of homes. Why not go and develop where something that is more affordable so that more people can get? But they have to do, they can do every, in other words, they, should, they shouldn't go into that market, but they did it. Them can sell it off and keep going. The problem is, one of the concerns is that, okay, all of us here now, the nine of us, 10 of us, whatever no amount of us, let us say across the street from Upcrack Camp, location is a thing. That's Wellington Town. A nice yeah. high rise goes up there. We're going to invest in it. Of course. We, don't come, we don't come from the area. We don't know. So they gravitate to what, you understand? So, the old harbor stretches like new virgin lands. The new Kingston one, everybody know new Kingston. So there are different things that are going to impact how people do it. You know, people talk about, re, you know, re, um, resuscitation of downtown. I don't, I don't see nobody, I see commercial people running downtown. I don't see nobody saying to me, Judy, find one of them old building, let me put a loft in it, a loft apartment. You understand what I'm saying? So a lot of different factors. Well, Richard, I want to get back to you when you're talking about the, the valuation, the market price versus the for sale and the cost analysis method that they use for valuations. Now, I know that valuations are subjective. Most of them, because I've had hiccups with them. Me and them come to blows over what that, how you do that, what is that, how where you get that information. But the value uses... They, they sometimes will drop out the lowest and the highest of values in an area when they're doing the work. The basic mathematics, take out the lowest, take out the highest. So it does not always mean that they're going to use, they're going to use the, what they have found in their analysis, but it don't mean that that place is going to set the, set the price. It depends. There are a lot of different factors, in, factors involved in it. So don't get me wrong. By the way, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not saying it's hard and fast. Whatever reason, I'm saying I'm giving some of the reasons. So, um, so it's not hard and fast. There are many other things they talk about, mm -hmm. some demand and all those things. But history of selling is what determines it. 
They don't look and I don't. The thing is, to the novice mind, I believe people are thinking that when people value these things, them looking at it from concrete, steel, and fixtures. And the answer to that is no. It's that called market value. Cost. Exactly. The, the concept of market value has to do with what the market and the market is the buyers. Yes. Buyers are who really determining the price. So if we keep going there, and when somebody said they want 16, and just look how we like it, we put in 17 on the table, or somebody from overseas. But that's what it's worth to me, Richard. You can't well, do that. Well, I don't know. What I'm saying is, you work to you as what? The buyer or the seller? As the buyer. Forget the seller. As the buyer. No, and that's fine. All I'm saying is, for the people who are frustrated with the fact that the houses are going up, it's because of that factor. It doesn't make a difference, you know, because it's going to be sold for that money anyway. But the prices of the houses going up are, have a lot to do with what the market is doing. And the Definitely. market also includes that person overseas will come down with them US dollars and say, me buy it for $17 million cash. When on paper, it value 15 as a market value of the market last year or the previous market. So there you go. But that really, to me, that speaks to the, the shortage that we have. The only it's, reason why right now we is the first time, it's the first time in the history of real estate just, that since I so know it, that I'm we're having that. Thing. Yeah, that I'm we're having that. Thing. And we're not I'm having it. Thing. We're not only having it at the 16, 17 price point. The higher the price point, I mean, if you all look on our website now, there's nothing available between 12 and 30 million. Everything's Nothing. under offer, under offer, under contract. Every, every, you can check it out. And people, we don't have the supply. So you're going to find that people who qualify for 40 million will find a house and this, the house on the market for 30. They will look at it and offer 32 because they want it. And guess what? The agents are allowing for this too. It's not about allowing. I represent you. Look at this scenario, Richard. I represent you. And you said to me, Judy, I want a four-bedroom house. I want to walk on my yard. I want a quarter acre or half acre. That in Kingston does not exist any and anywhere. A house comes up on the market for 40 million. I know that you can add, you can afford 50 million. I'm going to say, Richard, how badly you want this? If you want it, you have to go step up. You are the one who makes the decision to step up, you know, or not. But I have to say to you, my job is to say to you, what do you need to do to get it? If, you understand what I mean? So I'm not, I have to say that to you for you, because then next thing you know, somebody buy it for 41 and you're quarreling, you tell me, say, it could have been whatever. So, I mean, we are coming close to my to our end time because I want our chat. Um, I have one final question if nobody else has anything. So we've talked about, you know, demand, supply, interest rates, how that affects the prices of homes and people getting into real estate. I have one more question before I wrap up. Judy, mm -hmm. do you think... All right, so we are looking at interest rates now are supposed to be trending back up. 
they are training up all around the world and we there are plans to also um, go higher on interest rates locally based on what's happening globally in the economy. I have two questions. One, does do higher interest rates affect existing mortgages? That's one question. And number two question, do you think that drumroll two years from now or let's say three years from now do you perceive the real estate market going pop mm -mm. for question first <laughs> um a mortgage no matter what interest rate that you're given unless you're in a special mortgage plan all mortgages in jamaica that i know of are variable rates. Variable means if the interest they move, rate... They move. They can move up or down. So for so, argument... Well, so that means say, you could have started a mortgage paying $50,000 per month and the interest rate at a particular institution go up and end up paying $55,000 per yes. month. But the experience that I've had, I've had it both ways. When, when the mortgage rate started to go down, there were people whose mortgages went down at Jamaica National because we're mutual and we had to offer, you had to let people know that they could come in and write and have a reduction in the mortgage rate. Similarly, if the rate go up, you're going to get notified and you're going to go up because your rate is not fixed unless you're in a special program that, that I'm not aware of. Our mortgage rates are not fixed, they are variable. However, the mortgage companies, the traditional companies have tried to maintain the level that you got it at. So they don't move your interest rate willy-nilly. Like this month you're paying 10%, next month you're paying 15, next month you're paying six, no. It, it, it stays, what you say? It stays where, where they try to make it stay. Or if you write them, they can get it reduced. That's one. Your second question was about our industry going bust. Well, let me tell you, I thought our industry was going to bust after all in because I was just, I put those prices up. It's the first time we start to host in a 500,000 US and going up and it didn't bust. I believe that it will right side itself. In, so in other words, you bought an apartment for $30 million, you can rent it out on Airbnb. That's your dream, you buy it. For whatever reason, just like COVID, we stop getting people for Airbnb. What you're going to do? You're going to retool it, and you're just going to have to take a loss on it. But people not going to give them apartment. You understand? I don't see that happening. You know, Jamaica just does not go according to all these standard ways of doing business that we see out there. So it's hard that to is true. That is true. It's hard to depict what will happen in Jamaica. Sometimes you believe, boy, with COVID, this has been my best year yet. You think hey, for holding out to the money, you hold people <laughs> hold on to the money, nothing like that. People say, boy, me better buy this knocker. Who knows what tomorrow we bring? I just so it is hard for me to predict it. Um, I always believe that if you're buying something as an as an investment, be circumspect, be do not buy an apartment and say you're going to get $3,000 a month. 
work it out as a worst case when you're going into it so that you are able to say, okay, worst case, I can rent it to a Jamaican couple and I can get 170 or 150. Always and that be able worst to at case. Least keep you at um, break even. Just try. It may not, you know, but at least you're not going to be feeling like hyperventilating that you can't manage. You know what I mean? I When you're buying for an investment, in for a rental investment, be conservative because you never know what the, the what the future will hold. Don't you agree, Richard? Yes, I agree with everything you're saying there. Um, one comment on what you were saying earlier. One second, let me just... Yeah, one comment that we were saying earlier. Um, Jamaicans are actually... The market doesn't follow the regular trends in other financial or other exactly. economies. Yes. Because um, at the end of the day, when you really look into it, and it's really a lack of financial education. Same supply and demand thing again, but more so it's a lack of financial education. If as a society we were more educated financially, some of these things will not happen and the market would correct, we would be able to correct the market. But as with other factors in life, the lack of education in Jamaica on a certain level, and also all of these things that happen. Supply and demand, yes, it's a factor. It does not have to be that, that great, but hey, it is what it is. But as I said, the, the, the lack of um, financial education. But Richard, do you do you know? Sorry, sorry, Stacy. Do you know that worldwide, during COVID, people have been buying and prices have been going up right across the world. None of the real estate um, countries that we interact with are saying, "Boy, things bad." People are seeing things that we have never seen before right across the world. So oh, it is not. Yeah, what's happening there is a couple of things. Um, number one. People were sitting on money and they're basically trying to cash out. They try, a lot of them reaching off housing as a, as a part of making money. I believe that's one of the biggest things that's happening. Secondly, new interest regimes are allowing for it. Interest rates were falling during COVID onset. So people who could only afford 300000 uh, all of a sudden can afford four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yes, true. true, true. So because of the lower interest rate, people can afford more. They feel they must buy more and offer more to get what they want because they simply can, in quote unquote, afford it. Um, then my my answer to um Stacey's question is that because of how Jamaicans are. We have I don't think we have ever seen a correction of the market. It will probably just stay steady for some time and continue. That's how I see it. But that's just my opinion. Um, it just means that the strategies have to be different and people just need to see it for what it is. How I'm, old are you? How old are you, Richard? What age group are you? I'm 37 years of age. Okay. And how many homes you own now, Richie? No, don't tell us. Don't tell um, us. They're not already, you know, because I was I presented. At yeah, man, he's been on here, man. I own six properties. Good. And moving on to number seven. Yeah, so that's the thing with it. Um, at the end of the day, as I said, for me, you know, the market is the whole concept of market price. If everybody understands what it is, 
they'll be able to make better decisions and actually control the market to some level. But right. if you continue, the market has now expanded globally. So that's what it will be. But, but, but Richard, you have, to, you have to also realize that culturally, Jamaican people want to own them house. It's, mm-hmm. not like in, it's not like in the United States where if interest rates go up, everyone just hold a rental and it's done, you know. We're still fighting to own our own house. That's Financial true. education again, if we well, know what fine. you're doing. That's cultural, though. And, and um, that's the point of platforms like this, Richard, the Practical University, where we disseminate information on financial um, topics so that people can have more more things. Madison Rowe is saying, Richard, we need to start. Like Richie, so I can impart some knowledge. Ma- Ma- Madison Rowe is my daughter and she's saying that she needs to talk to you. What she want to talk to you about? How she can get know. into the whole home owning business. My daughter is seven. <laughs> Richard, we need to talk. Start early, you know. Start early. <laughs> oh, it's Dina. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 So, guys, to sum up, I think we had a, a once again a really informative conversation. Judy, thank you very much for making yourself available at such short time to come on. Anytime. Um, anytime. Okay. Awesome. So, I'm going to get your Instagram handle and I can make some posts, post this so that people can get information on you. I will also be forwarding all my clients to you. I love having networks so we can refer um, people yes. because what a, what a, what a, one of the things that all my clients have to do is invest in property. Yeah, offer by a piece of house, want to learn something and it has to be something that you do pretty quickly because you want to take advantage of opportunities now. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'm a financial advisor with Sagicor. I tell you life insurance is important at any stage of your life because it can fully support whatever financial goals you have. Life insurance can do that. Um, critical illness insurance is also important. Critical illness insurance covers you in the event that you were to be diagnosed with anything critical and you need money to either handle your medical bills or to pay you to stay home and take care of yourself. So it's important. Um, Once we've done with life insurance, critical illness, then we move on to investments. The reason why I advocate for that is that the purpose of investments is to make money for you, but ensure you have your life insurance and your critical protects your money because you don't want something to happen to you and then you're not having the money for hang with. You have to go into your investments, sell the whole sell or whatever it is that you would have gotten into to handle your medical bills. You want to make sure you have that straight up the front, right? Mm-hmm. And that is the process that would ensure that you have financial stability. That makes sense. Judy, thank you very much for coming on. Richard. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure. Yeah. As usual, thank you very much again for your input. The next session that we're going to be having is in December, but that's going to be a little party session 
where we're going to do vision boarding and putting together some plans for 2022. We're going to start off with a, um, a meditation session that will help to introduce you to your higher self because we have to take on 2022 very deliberate. COVID has taught us some things. We have had some experiences. And so we kind of know how to you know, manage it now. And so we have to be very deliberate about um, what we are doing. What is Jesus what? Jesus is, is the higher power. Ah, okay. I, I see. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but you said meditation. So I just took in. You said higher meditation. So I was wondering what I was, because I was saying I went to run, come in on that vision board session. But then you say higher meditation tomorrow to know is who. <laughs> higher meditation. Yeah, I'm with someone, don't worry. I maybe said that wrong. I mean, <laughs> we're going higher self, higher self, higher, oh, higher self. self. Okay, higher love. self. Because sometimes we see ourselves where ourselves are, but you have oh. to project yourself to a higher self. So what more can you do to become your higher self? So that is the meditation that we're going to be doing. And we're going to be doing a vision boarding session and having- I want to come. Do you Benjamin invite me? Okay. All right. It may be a physical meetup too. I'm still working on that because I'm looking at the pool deck at the Ligony Club to have a physical thing because I may have you know have some fun and Christmas are commenting and thing. But the but the intention of it is for us to start looking to plan planning toward 2022 and getting our goals in in um in state. So thank you very much. We're here every other Tuesday. The next Tuesday that we're doing is our vision boarding and then we're taking a break until January. But thank you very much, everybody, for joining. See you guys very soon. Judy. Thank you all so Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. Bye.